0: When they say something you won't, you're supposed to say hallelujah. (laughs) You got to get in agreement with it. You never go where you don't get in agreement with it. Sometimes people say, let's go there. Well, you got to get in agreement or you're not going to be in the car. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mentally, emotionally, you got to get in agreement with it. You got to say where you're going. Amen. Hallelujah. And um, you can go ahead and be seated. Praise God. But we're going somewhere tonight. Hallelujah, I like that song, do it again, and then Dr. Jacobs talk about revival, because that's what we're going to talk about, revival tonight, amen, hallelujah, but you know, I wouldn't even be using that word if it weren't for Dr. Jacobs and Pastor Diana, he's just been modest, amen, he's been modest, but I've never met a man like him on this planet, And, and God has to give you somebody supernatural to take you somewhere, amen, praise God, he has to And 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 it's not tied up in their outward appearance. Amen. You have to recognize the supernatural. Amen. In people that God puts in your life to take you somewhere you would never go without them. Amen. Whatever we're doing in Nashville is because of the impartations we got here from him and Pastor Diana. That's the only reason why we're doing that. Uh, I would never dream of past, I never dreamed of pastoring two churches, maybe even more than that before it's over with. Amen. We got so many people to preach in Nashville, like he's saying, we got to make room for them. <laughs> Amen. But, but what they preach comes out of what was imparted to us here. Because when I'm sitting down and I'm listening to them preach, they're saying things that I got from impartation. So, so the message keeps going amen so he's in nashville whether he he knows it or not he's in nashville amen he's in texas too amen because there was a and he's in, he's in he's in ferdinand right praise god hallelujah indiana praise god amen he's in a lot of places in all the places because you know we got that prophecy early on in church on the rock that there would be the rays of light leaving this place amen rays of light would be leaving this place to affect other areas in the earth. Yeah. And that's revival. Yeah. Amen, praise God, that's revival, amen. And, and so when uh, when the Spirit of God begins to impact a person, where well they begin to move uh, with the motivation of the Holy Ghost and, and, and begin to move, even if it's just with their Bible, they're just moving. It's like Moses with a stick headed to Egypt. I don't know how all this is gonna work out, but it's gonna work out. Come on now, come on now. I don't know how, because of the power of God, amen. It's because of God's power. And so, 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 so you can define revival as humanity moving with supernatural ability of the power of God to make a change in this earth to bring what God said to pass. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. That the the message and the ministry of redemption, of restoring mankind back to the image and likeness of God and having them function that way is happening. Yes. Amen. Praise God. That, that uh, people in the earth may be in the earth, but they're heavenly minded. Yes. Amen. Yes, and so, you know, I just want to say all that happened because, because they have a vision, you know, uh, for young people. And, and that whole, we got a, a, a row here from Nashville right there, the, the young people. Go ahead, y'all stand up. <laughs> Amen. You know, praise God, <laughs> just for them to get in the car and drive up here, amen, it means a lot to me, because they could have been doing something else. That ought to let you know we're in revival. You know, you can point your car and go a lot of places on Sunday evening, but to point it to Indiana, <laughs> come on now, and get on I-65, amen, and come to Church on the Rock, baby, <laughs> Come on now, to get an impartation. You know, you're not thinking like everybody else. Let me tell you, that's what revival is. You're not thinking like everybody else. Amen. You're not thinking like the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. I like to say church is the greatest place on earth. So many things happen to you when you come to church. And and that's the reason why we're doing what we're doing when God put us here. See, I don't ever change something that's God. Let me say that again. I never change something that came from heaven. Amen. And you know when it comes from heaven, amen, I don't let offense come in. I don't let what somebody else might do come in. If it comes from heaven, I keep it. I never change it. If a plan comes from heaven, I keep the plan. I don't let discouragement keep move me from the plan. I don't let it look, it doesn't look like it's coming to pass, moving me from the plan. If it came from heaven, it's gonna manifest. Amen. It's gonna the fruit is gonna come. You just gotta stay with it. Somebody shall stay with it. Amen. You just stay with it. That's what you do. And and so, and he said that the night he sent us out, the night we sent us out. Amen. The the you know, the night. Pastor Downer got up and began to prophesy, and Dr. James got up and prophesy to send us out. See, that came from heaven. I never questioned my calling. I never question what comes from heaven. That what comes from heaven is an assignment that's going to manifest. And when you become a part of a church and you know God planted you there, amen. I don't like to have visitors at Church on the Rock in terms of, well, I want visitors, but I don't want them to stay visitors. I don't want them to stay observers. Amen. I want them to become participants. Because they have to know that he- heaven sent them here. Amen. I want, I want people that heaven sent. Because, see I, see, that's my experience because heaven sent me here. I never change what comes from heaven. Amen. I never let anything move that. I don't let people move it. I don't let people leave and move it. You got to quit letting people move you and let heaven move you. Amen. If you're ever going to accomplish anything in life, it's going to be because it came from heaven. Well, John said to his disciples, he said, a man can receive nothing unless it comes from heaven. And see, if you're not getting anything from heaven, you're not getting nothing. You're living broke. You're living cheap. You're living empty. You're living vain. If you're not living out of impartations that come from heaven. And the moment I met him, all he had to do, he he just he just spoke a sentence. And we were connected. And I could never stop listening to him. He every time the door is open, I'm here. Because he's saying something. He's, he's speaking words that came from heaven, he's speaking eternal life. And the words and, and, and those words keep me living to this very day. Because they came from heaven. Praise God. We're going somewhere tonight. Yes. Do you want to go? Yes. Amen. That was a good, that was a better response than last time. You gotta say where you're going. And so uh, I don't want to go a step further without giving them the honor. I want you to stand to your feet and, 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 and thank God for sending us the gift of the pastor and now the prophet and Dr. Michael and Pastor Diana Jacobs. Amen. Praise God. We, we, we got to thank God for the gifts in them. Man, it changed my life. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go over here and look, you know, over here in the book of Acts. Let's talk about the outpouring. We say we already been there, but we're just saying he's going to do it again. I was liking that song. They asked me, did they say, what songs you want us to sing, Pastor? Going, I don't care what you sang. Just sang real good. But anyway. <laughs> now, you know, the Holy Ghost will show you what to do. So y'all sang the right songs tonight. Amen. Somebody shout here, do it, again. do it again. Amen. And, you know, we talk about the revival of the 90s into this church. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and let me tell you something about revival. The devil don't like revival. Because of a rival, revival, revived people, right. are witness to him is over. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So he likes stagnant people, yeah. dried, crusty Christians. Yeah. They crispier than crispy cream. <laughs> no, crispy chicken. <laughs> <Crunchy> crunch, they <laughs> crunch. He likes them like that. He likes them. You know, without vision, without purpose, wagging their Bibles and not knowing where they're going. He likes them like that. They don't even know why they should even go to church anymore. He likes them like that. But you got to keep vision. You got to keep purpose. You got to stay hot. You got to keep yourself on fire for God. Amen. Praise God. You got to keep yourself on fire for God. And and then you got to stay in unity. Come on now, you got to stay in unity. You got to follow the leader. Praise God! If something happens that you don't like, that's okay. Come on. It's a lot of things you don't like. <laughs> Amen. But they keep going on anyway. Yeah. Praise God! You don't understand everything the leader wants to go in the direction. You just you do got you got to learn how to keep rank. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Because the only thing, that, the only way the enemy can stop the outpouring, is to get the church in strife. That's what he'll try to do to get the church in strife to stop the outpouring. And so you cannot become a part of that. You cannot be used in that area. You cannot be used in that area because as long as the leader keeps the vision for revival, you will get eliminated and somebody else will take your seat. As long as as the leader understands that revival came from heaven, and it can't be changed. It's inevitable. It's going to take place. The outpouring is going to take place, and there's going to be an end-time harvest of souls. Amen. You're going to win people to the Lord. You're really going to become what it says. In Mark chapter 16, you're going to lay hands on the sick, and they're going to recover because it's your hand and because the Lord went with you. It's really going to happen. You're really going to cast out some devils before you leave here. Your family members are going to get set free. Because, bless God forever, the Holy Ghost is working through your life, and the Word of God is coming to pass. And you're going to speak in other tongues more than you think you can. Amen. Because revival is inevitable, it's going to happen. Why? Because the Bible said so. And that's one of the things, you know, you can look at the Bible a lot of different ways. And one of the ways God has me looking at it is... uh, he says the Bible is a prophetic book. God will say it before he does it. And, and he promised us he would show us things to come. Amen. And a lot of, ta- a lot of the things to come are already written in the Bible. Amen. And so you can read it and you can know what's getting ready to happen. Amen. And then sometimes people, you know, God, that's one of the reasons why he gives us the office of the prophet. Amen. I feel so special. Because we have a prophet in our camp. I mean, a real prophet. I ain't talking about them old, them old fake prophets out there. <laughs> that ain't never served nobody. They ain't never been through nothing. Amen. They ain't been tried or tested or nothing. But we got a real prophet in the house. See, some of y'all didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know what? It set the tone for my life in ministry. So all I got to do is go back and look at my prophecies and then I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Amen, praise God. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I go back and look at those prophecies and they tell me exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. I know the way ahead because of that. Yeah. So look over here in Acts chapter 1 and um, we'll take a look at this because this is a prophetic word that comes out of the book of Joel. And the Bible says it's, it's being fulfilled right now. Now revival started... On the day of Pentecost, and the Holy Spirit has been poured out, and souls and of men were being revived and in on the first day of the church, three thousand people got saved so you ain't you can't even hold three thousand people in here you wouldn't even know how to act if you got a day of acts happening to you, you wouldn't even know how to act you wouldn't even be able to handle it. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God is doing it again. I didn't get enough people to say amen today. See, you can't be quiet when you come to church. You got to say amen at the right place, at the right time, when we're offering something up. Amen. Preaching is an offering. Amen. Yes, it is, because we offer things up, and if you would say amen to it, you would get it. I mean, I got promoted one time at Church on the Rock. I come to church late on a Wednesday night. And I, was, I got in on the back row just in time for the preacher to say, somebody in here is getting promoted. I come up off the back row. Amen, because it didn't matter where I was. I learned to praise God a church wasn't a place to be quiet. Some of y'all been Presbyterian t- way too long. <laughs> is it any Presbyterians in here you're mad at me? Well, I was Baptist too long. Yeah, me too. The, I, was the, I went to the educated Baptist church. Boy, you moved. People wanted to know why. Yeah, they were lawyers and doctors and teachers and things like that. You say amen. Everybody wanted to find you. It's kind of like one of them scary movies. You know, where you had to walk like everybody else because you didn't want people to know you were still normal. You ever seen that movie like that where everybody, you you couldn't smile or nothing because you smile. <laughs> and then they point at you. Oh. Well, some people act like that. They act like they're from, they act like they're from some other kind of planet. And if you get excited at church, and you get excited about the word of God, they want to make, what's wrong with you? Yeah. But you got to break out of that yeah. because it is something wrong with them. Yeah. They need healing. They need deliverance. Yeah. They need to be set free from a power of darkness, and they need to know that it's somebody different. Yeah. The world needs to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And praise God. God to bring you to the church to break out of that. So when the preacher came out, and see, there's the time we was in revival, bless God, and, and he came in, and he said, somebody getting promoted, and I was sitting on the back row. I, can't, I jumped up and said, you're talking
1: to me. Yeah. Amen. Amen, because it was being offered. Yeah. He didn't have to say that.
0: But I was believing for increase. I needed a breakthrough in my finances. Amen. And that's how you get it. And then God begins to orchestrate things outside the building, begin to
1: move on people because you got in agreement with something that came from heaven. Amen. You got it. That was only being released at the church. That's why I say it's the greatest place on earth. They can say it and you can live it if you get in agreement with it.
0: And then everything started getting orchestrated. People start getting lined up and then promotion came and I was walking in it. Just from shouting, Hallelujah, you're talking to me, preacher. <laughs> Some of y'all are too quiet. <laughs> we came to loosen you up tonight. See, revival would loosen you up. Amen. It re- loosened, the Bible said it loosened King Saul up and turned him into another man. You need to be something else than you are right now. Yes. Amen. If you were something else that you were not right now, people around you would be getting delivered. It would be
1: easy bringing one family to the church. But because you who you are right now, you're locked in a cage. Amen. And you can't get out because these religious spirits have got a hold of you and trying to keep Jesus locked up just in your own life. No, he said, go in the world well and turn me loose. That's revival.
0: When you ain't afraid to turn to Jesus, you got to loose. Yeah. Well, let's look at this. Hallelujah. I could preach you that, but I got to give you some words. Look over here in Acts chapter 1. The Bible said, you know, Jesus got out. He's resurrected, and he's talking to his disciples up to 500 uh, for the first 40 days. And the Bible says that he was talking about the kingdom of God in verse 3. They said for 40 days he didn't have but one message. That means if you came to church on day 30, you said, Jesus, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> he said, the kingdom. Amen. Why? Because we don't need a whole lot of different messages. I don't preach on a whole lot of different things now. Either we preaching on revival, we talking about prayer. Amen. And we talking about walking in prophetic words. I don't do a whole lot of different messages now. Because we have to understand, Dr. Jacobs always said to understand what is vital. And stay with that until people get that. See, prayer is vital. Amen. Confession is vital. You got to say something. That's what we've been talking about. You got to say we're in revival. Years ago, we kept saying we were in revival and it's light and easy. Amen. We kept saying it's revival, it was light and easy. I know you got tired of saying it. But it's vital that you say that because you never go anywhere unless you say it. You got to say that I'm constantly being revived. The reason why you guys say it because the reason why you keep saying it is because there's another level and the dimension of glory that, that's waiting on you. You walking in one right now or you would even be here tonight. It takes a dimension of glory just to get you here. Amen, praise God, but we got to take you another step, so you got to keep saying it, and we can't take you there if you're not saying it. Amen, and it's inevitable there's going to be another revival, and it's going on right now if you're saying it right now. The enemy would love for you to be quiet because he knows you can't go anywhere being quiet. The Bible says you got to hold fast the confession of your faith. You gotta say it when you don't feel like it. You gotta say it when it don't look like you're gonna get there. You gotta keep saying it no matter what. You gotta get say, keep saying it even if your neighbor gets quiet. Best bless God forever because you may be the one that catapults them in. It's going to happen on a whole nother level because the Bible says so. Look what it says right here. Let me get this. So he's talking about the kingdom of God. Look down here in in, in Acts chapter 1 verse 3. He says the B part. He spent 40 days talking to them about things pertaining to the kingdom. And when you're talking about the kingdom of God, you're talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You're talking about the outpouring of the Spirit. Jesus said if I cast out spirits then by by the finger of God that the kingdom has come unto you. And the power of the Holy Spirit has come to you is what he said. Amen. We live in the age of the ministry, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. don't have time to turn there. We are in the age of the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why is the age of the ministry of the Holy Ghost? Because the Holy Ghost is able to get in all of us at one time and move us. Amen. Like an orchestra. Amen, you got different sections in the orchestra, the pipes, the flutes, amen, the hearts. But the the director is able to move them all with his stroke. And the Holy Ghost is the director of revival, and he's ready to move us, hallelujah. It don't matter if we're in Ferdinand, he's ready to give you a stroke, amen, and give you direction, hallelujah. doesn't matter if you're in Nashville, he's ready to give you a stroke, it doesn't
1: matter. He's able to direct the whole body at one time. Oh, don't you want the Holy Ghost? Well, you got to get hungry to get the Holy Ghost because he said you can't get him being normal. He said I'll pour water upon him that is thirsty.
0: So if you act like you cool, you can't get nothing. (laughs) You can't be cool. Amen. I remember Dr. Jacobs, he came back and that was the start of revival in this church. He See, he went, out to, he went out to Temecula, California. And Dr. Frank came here first, and then he told him, you ought to come out to California. And uh, he said, you ought to come out to California to our meeting. And man, he went out there, and he got caught up in another dimension of glory. He did. Amen. And I could tell when he came back, he, he, said, he was telling us, I got something. He kept saying that. And you had to believe he got something. And we were sitting out there just looking at him like you're looking at me now. Did you really get something? (laughs) Come on now. Don't tell us you did it and you didn't. We had to believe he got something. Amen. Praise God. And that he said, I want to impart it to you. That's what he said. And he didn't know how to. See, some things you can't preach it all out. Sometimes you just got to release it in impartation. And then let them get it. And then they say, oh. <laughs> now you don't understand. When you you shaking, you don't even know why you're shaking. Your hands are up and locked in there. You don't even know why they're locked in there. The Holy Ghost starts moving in your midst. And, and it got so strong. It birthed the church on the rock. Now, that's what birthed the thing. See, revival's birth stuff. So you, see, if there's nothing happening in your life, you got, you got to get closer to the fire to you and get closer to the impartations until you can birth something. That's beyond your comprehension. And the night he said, the night that he laid his hands on his sin, he said, Keith, you got impregnated with something. You got impregnated with something. It took 12 years. You got impregnated with something, and now you got to go give birth to it. Well, praise God, we're giving birth to it. And I, and I got to keep saying, it's, it's, it's 30 years later, but I, I got to keep saying I'm in revival. Oh, are we building buildings, I got to keep
1: saying we're in revival. Why is nobody even on the site right now? I got to <laughs> say it's fire on that hill.
0: I got to say it's fire on that hill. I got to say the building is full before you even get it up. You got to say they're coming. Why? Because Jesus said, "If I I be lifted up, that's already that's a prophetic word. That if we exalt Him, He said, He said, I'll draw men into Me. As we begin to exalt Him in our life, the plan is already set, and the and the word is already laid. We just got to get with it. So when He come back from Temecula that night, I sat there and listened to Him. I, that's my section over there. That section is hot. <laughs> unless y'all cooled it down <laughs> unless y'all iced it down but no i'm just praying. praise god you got a shout over there <laughs> praise god he said i got something and he kept preaching i just said my bible down i said as soon as you say go to this altar as soon as you give the altar flag <laughs> you know at the races they got a flag they, they <laughs> Man, take that flag. That's that greed flag. You're free to come. You can be last, or you can be first. It's all dependent on the term- determination that you choose to exhibit in front of people. Will determine if you're there first or last. Well, I already had a head start because I was on the front row. All I need to do was beat less than a few others up there, <laughs> and I could get that thing first. <laughs> I could get it first. You know what it's like to show up the Krispy Kreme first. <laughs> if you show up last at Krispy Kreme, that's a donut there. And the glaze started lifting off the donut. (laughs) You ever seen it like that? It started lifting. It gets air pockets in there. And when you bite down on it, stuff starts falling everywhere. And you lose some of the essence because you were not there first. Amen. Praise God. So I said, I'm going to get there first. As soon as he drops the green
1: flag, I'm running to the front. And I took off.
0: <laughs> and now we got people. We say we got some. They you know, okay. And <laughs> I got in the line somewhere because you slow. <laughs> you slow to move to things that came from heaven. You ought to be slow to things in the world because you realize that I don't need that. That ain't going to help me finish. And if you're slow enough, you'll make a decision to get away from that before you get there. But when it's things of the Holy Ghost, you got to get there quick. So I run to the front. He laid hands on me and I fell in the floor. Amen. Then the Holy Ghost said, praise me uncontrollably. See, here's the thing about God. If you move and get in position and you accomplish it, He can ask you for something else. Amen. Amen. See, if you go to the first step, He can ask you to go another step. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on now. He'll ask you for another step. Why? Because He's trying to get you to a fullness. He's trying to get you to a fullness. He asks you for another step. And he says uh, "He says to me, praise me uncontrollably. I've never done that in my life. Because I want to stay within my shell. I want to stay within my shell. And a lot of times we want to stay in our shell. We, we've been trained to get out of our shell if we're in the world. Because what, the enemy is trying to get me to another level. See, somebody's going to get you to another level. The devil don't even want you to, if you ain't going to go to the next level with him. No, he don't. he just send you down to the first coal of the church of the coal. he just send you to the wrong church. I can't use Go to the first church of the coal. I don't want you going down to the hot church and, and, then, and then let them use you down there. Become an enemy to my kingdom. You're not going to help me. I need you neutral. But no. He said, I need another level out of you. Because, see, now, what it happens if I tell you to build a building and you don't have all the money? See, I'm preparing you for something, I'm preparing you to function out of your comfort zone. What if I ask you to give something that's going to take you out of your comfort zone? See, I'm preparing you for something. One day, you know, and he started using me to minister here. One day, the Holy Ghost came to me. He said, one day, Dr. Jacobs going to ask you to preach. He's going to ask you to preach without preparation. That's what the Holy Ghost told me. Because I like football. I used to go home every Sunday. Church was over. I'd go through the door. I'd go home right around the corner and watch Sunday football. He says, you shouldn't be doing that. He uses you in the services when he's not there. You should study without an assignment. You should prepare without an assignment. See, a lot of times we wait for a problem, and then we want to get in the Word. We should be preparing for opposition before opposition comes. That's what we should be doing. Sure enough, the Holy Ghost told me that. So I had to go in there and I had to turn off the NFL on Sunday. See, you're going to have to walk away from some stuff to do what we're talking about here. Do we have somebody that's really committed in here? Amen. He's gone. Hallelujah. Yeah. I remember when I missed the first Super Bowl. The first Super Bowl I ever missed, I was at Church on the Rock. Just because I was a member here. If I'd have been in any other church, we would have had a Super Bowl party. But God had assigned me to Church on the Rock. And I was here, and he don't care nothing about no NFL today. Yesterday or forever. <laughs> he could care less. <laughs> and I had done that all so all my life. I like sports and I had done that all my life at that point in my life. I don't care nothing about it now. I got delivered. <laughs> Took years to get out of some stuff. Amen. But I never forget that day, walking up to the parking lot. I was walking in the parking lot. And I said, this really gonna go down like this? I said, was there an announcement today that we're not going to have church tonight because the Super Bowl is on? Did I miss the announcement? Was I asleep? What happened? Well, it's 6 o'clock. Let's head back over there. I was just coming to confirm that nobody else was going to be here. I pulled up in the parking lot. I said, it's really going down like this. I had to get my Bible. I was walking to the church. So y'all really going to do this like this, huh? we really going to miss the whole thing at church. There's a price to pay for revival. There's a price to pay for going all the way. But there's a reward. There's unequaled. There's a reward to come that is unequaled for doing life God's way. So I got delivered of all that. I, don't know. I could have missed it now. I don't even think about it. They all young now, the young players now. Roger Starback and all them gone now. I don't even know who these young boys are now. So I could care less. Just got delivered of the whole thing. I know my purpose is heaven, I'm heaven bound anyway. And I need the Bible says, uh, set your mind on things above and not on the earth. See, that's what the church really got to get to. That's one of, one of the greatest struggles. That's what the church has really got to go to. So I'm laying on the floor, I'd forgot. I laid up, I got to the, I was first up there. See, it says, because you first, then you got to demonstrate, baby. That's what you got to He said, "Praise me uncontrollably." Well, you got to understand. I came to church when nobody moved, and now he's going to say, "I said, you want me to do that in front of all these people?" I said, "Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it today." <laughs> Can't do it today, baby. No supreme bomb. And I could feel the Holy Ghost. I was probably about right in here. And I could feel the Holy Ghost. He said, I cannot use you. And I could just feel him just walking off. Leave me laying that on the floor. I felt so alone. I said, you're going to leave me like that? And I said, I renegotiated really quick. I said, come back. Let's renegotiate he said I can't use you (laughs) if you will not express yourself in praise to God for who he is uncontrollably you know David had to do that he chose to do it God had brought him out of some stuff God had brought him through some stuff, man. And he just, he knew couldn't nobody do it. But Jesus, he had stuff and weights and attacks against his life and his family. If God don't do it, it ain't going to happen. So when he saw that God brought his word to pass and made him king of all Israel, the Bible said he began to praise God. His clothes was a restricting him. His clothes was restricting him, and he did begin to take off his garments and begin to praise God uncontrollably. God needs some people that are going to express themselves for him. How are you going to win somebody to the Lord if you're afraid to express yourself in praise? Because, because witnessing is an open response to praise and the empowerment of the Holy Ghost on your life that God has been so good, you know, somebody needs what you got. But if I'm going to use you, you, you're going to have to praise me uncontrollably. Boy, I let it rip. I let it rip. It affected the whole service. It began to affect the whole service. And, And even to this day, Dr. Jacobs will talk about it because he still remembers it. Is anybody going to ever remember anything you did? You're going to be remembered for anything. Well, the calling on your life and the heavenly calling is, is, is a stage set for you to be remembered. Remembered on your job. Remembered in the community because God is going to do a work in your life to express the glory of his presence living on the inside of you and the nature of Jesus Christ and the person of him on the inside of you. You are not, we are, he's not our body. We are his body.
1: The fullness of him that fulfilleth all in law. Amen.
0: Somebody going to know you before you leave here. Praise him uncontrollably. Because when you get out, you're going to have to do things. You're going to step places and go places. But you know God is, this is God. And the outcome is dependent upon my obedience to what he just told me to do. And it doesn't matter what it makes me look like. If he tells me to go over to this person and begin to speak to them by the spirit of God, then I'm moving. Amen. And I believe that's going to happen to you this year. Because he said, what would this place be like if, we, if, if, we just, if everybody just ministered and saved one person? You just said God just said go in all the world. I said Father, then use me. Well, then you're gonna to have to get out of you. You're gonna to have to get out of you to be able to do that, because 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 the enemy will tell you, or your personal soul will tell you. Well, you know they don't want to be bothered. You don't know that person could be having the most terrible day, some going through some kind of trauma, and they just trying to keep it all in. And the Holy Ghost sends you over there amen so we need to outpouring we need to outpouring to be able to fulfill the call to go into all the world and be led by the spirit of god i never preach i never i never i, I told our church i am not never going to do no door-to-door witnessing because because witnesses is strategic it's holy ghost led you got to be led by the spirit of who you're going to minister god knows who's ready i'm not going to knock on everybody's door in the neighborhood and you wouldn't devil have sent you to the neighborhood that ain't ready. And then that's your last time going out. No, you got to go by the Spirit of God. And I'm not going to go out in front of Kroger's and with some and handing out cupcakes and in the hot 10-degree weather and have the icing melting all over the cupcakes and talking about come visit our church. I told everybody in our church, if I ever come down and you got to sign, an old handwritten sign down there. It's some old cupcakes that don't taste right. They got too much baking soda in them anyway. And you down there trying to get it out. I'm come to visit our church. And I said, I see you in the pickup truck. I'm running over you. I'm doing like Jesus. Turning over the money changes table. I'm going to take my pickup truck and turn your table over. We do things because we are spirit inspired. We are, we are orchestra of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I remember one time Dr. Jacob said, Keith, I thought you was gonna quit. Because you gotta go through the season of not quitting. Yeah. Amen. You gotta go through the season not quitting. Because you go through something. You go through something that other people quit on. See. Those things happen too. Because when you get to a certain place, I got to know you ain't going to leave because of some pressure. Got to know you, you're going gonna to stay the course. You know, we were here, we had a baby to pass away. See, things can happen, and you need some stability. Because challenge can come. Sometimes things are out of your control, or sometimes things you don't know. You don't you don't fully understand how to how to fix this and how to get around this, or there's conditions around it that you don't understand, and, and it can leave you perplexed and puzzled. Leave you in in puzzlement in your mind, and because you puzzled, you think it's the time to cool off. Give up. You standing in the graveyard, and you don't know why you're there, because of what you believe enemy is hoping that that's a time for you to give up. That the people around you, your family's puzzled. That's why the Bible said you've been given the spirit of faith. You really have to be born again and you really have to have the spirit of faith and you really have to be paying attention and you really must know the nature and character of God. It's not his fault. It's something you don't know. something you don't know. You got to learn how to get through those times. You got to learn how to let God bring you your answer. You got to sing when you don't feel like singing. You bear the child and you come to church the first time And your wife can't come because it's just too much. So you come by yourself. And you're experiencing something that nobody else around you is experiencing. And you're just moving because of the spirit of faith on the inside of you. Your soul is numb. You have to learn how to move without music. You have to learn how to move without. Because you've really been truly born again and you're moving by the spirit of faith. And the truth is you can't lose. I didn't know. I didn't know. I said, I don't know what my answer is. I don't understand this. But deep down inside, I know I can't quit. Because that's the spirit of faith on the inside of you. You have to have that because disappointments come. People don't fulfill what you thought they were going to be to you. Things happen, but the spirit of faith in you must be developed to keep you moving even though you're numb. Things happen like this. The enemy tries to puzzle you and perplex you and try to trouble you because the number one assignment he has is to keep you from finishing. But you have to stay full of the Holy Ghost and, and get impartations and store up on the word of God so that if the only thing moves is the spirit of faith, you just keep moving. I don't feel like singing, but I sing anyway. I don't feel like praising, but I praise anyway. They were singing to my first Sunday back from the graveyard. They were singing, when you walk through the water, you're not drowned. I feel like I just drowned. When you go through the fire, you will not be burned. I feel like I was toast, but I'm singing anyway. Because it's the spirit of faith. And finally, God gave me my answer. You're going to get your answer. It just takes time. You got to take it whether you like it or not. You're going to get your answer. he, he, He didn't even know what he was doing when he asked me. Keith, why don't you go to Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, we're going to get on a plane and we're going to go to a believer's convention. And Kenneth Copeland was got up and preached on the blood covenant. I didn't even know what the blood covenant was. I didn't know my Bible's a covenant. See, if you were waver in faith, God can't help you. I don't have time to share how old they transpired. I don't have time tonight. But stay out of strife. That's what I want to tell you. Stay out of strife. It's a doorway for the enemy. Like God told me. Took me Thursday night to figure out what was going on. State that took Thursday. See, it takes time. Sometimes you think you, you can get a revelation. Let me tell y'all right now: Sunday morning ain't enough. If you're a Sunday morning Christian, hate to disappoint you. The book of Acts is every day. And so we 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 keep scaling it back because you can't stay fired up. Just say, "Oh me!" Mm-hmm. This is see a revival church. It it takes, it takes some commitment. Hallelujah! Yes. It takes some commitment. Sometimes I look around. I say, "Cynthia, I just don't, I don't know if I see us no more." He probably knows what I'm talking about. They do. All he had to do was just say, "We're having this. We are been here." Yeah. All he has to do is say, "We're having a special meeting. We are here." So the night came to send me out. He said, "You got impregnated with some. We got to put some in you." God told me that night. He told me that night in Terra County. He said, "Keith, I'm so committed." I will never break my word to you. I would destroy myself. Before I will fail to bring my word to pass in your life. And that is my commitment. And that is the way you are to live with my commitment that you get here for the rest of your life. I got off that plane. I told Cynthia, I said, I'm a different man. And we will never lose We will never lose a child again. Say, are you afraid to say that? No. You were created to win and to be triumphant. And when you miss it, it's just something you don't know. But once God gives you your answer, it's to give you stability. If you just stay a little while longer, you will get what you need so that you can be steadfast and unmovable and finish what God told you to do. So now it doesn't matter if it doesn't look like it's enough money. I don't move by money. I'm moved by the word of God. I'm moved by the message of heaven. I'm moved by what comes from heaven. To heaven say I'm going to pull out my spirit look at this word right here and then I'm done now we're going to have revival the spirit of God is poured out they begin to speak with other tongues look at second Acts chapter 2 and verse 14 and Peter standing up with the eleven and lifted up his voice and said unto them ye men of Judah all ye that dwell in jerusalem talking to everybody be this known unto you and hearken to my words for these men are not drunk when the baptism of the holy spirit came on the people they, they looked like they was drunk they began to behave as if, if they were drunk their behavior was displayed because the holy because the holy ghost was on them it began to make them do stuff that they wouldn't ordinarily do and to make them to appear to people in a way that they would not. They, were, they would look like men that were dropped because the Holy Ghost was moving them the way he wanted to move them. The Holy Ghost is looking for a church that he can move the way he wants to move it. No, no, no. I didn't say he want to move the way you want to move it. Amen. he wants to move it the way he wants to move it. Amen. The pastor's not the orchestrator. He needs to be flowing too with the Holy Ghost. It needs to move the way the Holy Ghost wants it to move. Say amen to that. Which means every individual needs to move. It wasn't a person that wasn't moving the way the Holy Ghost. So that's all we do in Nashville. We just do whatever he tells us to do. He says go to the south side of Nashville and start a church there. We just go do it. You sign the lease on a building that's eighty five hundred dollars a month, and you only have fourteen people. You gonna say Sheila about going or Sunday?
1: You say, let's have a board meeting. I know they ain't gonna agree to it. And I can get out of it.
0: (laughs) Boy, it's good to walk on water when you know the one that made the water. I walked in the building the first time I walked in that building. I walked in that building. And I said, I wonder what this going to cost. Boy, I got in trouble for that. He said, "Don't you ever ask what it's gonna cost to do what I ask you to do. Don't you ask what it's gonna cost to do what I want. Don't you ask what it's gonna cost in the way I move you. <laughs> if I want to make you look drunk, look drunk. If I want you to, if I want you to sign the lease." On a building that don't even make sense to be in, it seats 170 people, and you got 14. Sign. I said to myself, Lord, what is it going to cost to be in here? He said, you shouldn't ask that. He said, get out of the building. There ain't nobody in here. Get out. And I went back the next day. I knew to shut up. And I shut up. I just stood there. And I saw the whole building full of people. He said, that's your answer. Go sign the lease. And it's filled up. Somebody had the whole thing packed up. He said, I'm listening and looking at it. He said, didn't I tell you? now the money's coming in to, to pay for both sites. Yes. Yes. Because if heaven sent it, you own it. Yes. Kindly I of like what Dr. Hederbal said, we don't make exchange with money. We make exchange with faith. Yes. And, if, and if money happens to be needed in the deal, then God will bring it. But the deal is made with faith first. And it says, verse 15, these men are not drunk. Look over here at verse 16. He said, but this is that. Somebody say, this is that. this is that. Which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So the prophet said it hundreds or thousands of years before the manifestation of it. Amen. Which means that revival is a prophetic promise that God is going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. I just need to say that I want it. Amen. Praise God. Look what he says right here. Come on now. Oh, go on and get your stuff. Oh, you can move in the Holy Ghost if you just go on and say, I'm going to to have this tonight. Oh! Ain't no way, it don't tell it where it's going to take me.
1: But it'll take you in places that you never dreamed, causing you to do things that you never dreamed of doing, causing you to buy like you never bought before, having what you never had before. Oh, we're going to walk in what I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man, but God has prepared them. Oh! Is something waiting on you? Oh! There's a breakthrough waiting on you. There's a revival waiting on you. Money is waiting on you. Increase is waiting on you. Power! Oh! Power is waiting on you. Victory is waiting on you. Healing joy. Joy is waiting on you. Oh, you're going to get to the other
0: side. Oh, it's going to be like them to dream. Come on now. You want what heaven's pouring out. Every good and perfect gift comes from heaven above. He says right here, in the last days, and the Bible tells us we're living in what? William Seymour said, uh, he said, I believe the Zeus Street revival is the most powerful revival since the day of Pentecost. He said in 100 years, God's going to do it again. Oh, glory to
1: God. See Church on the Rock, you already had a taste of revival. But you were singing a prophetic song tonight. God's getting to do it again. Oh, you ain't done yet. Oh, you ought to shout. We ain't done yet. We not done yet. We not cooked yet. We not toast yet. But we are on fire. He said, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost
0: and with fire. Dr. Jacobs prophesied. He said, he prophesied. He prophesied that people are going to be coming bringing large sums of money. And it started. And it's still going on. He said, country music stars are going to be coming to your church. So yesterday, we were out on a, a few days ago, we were out on the job site. And I'm coming up here because our church is on a hill. I bought a hill. And didn't buy no flat land, I bought a hill. And you had to go up the hill to see where the building's going. You got to go up on the hill. And you can look down and you can see all around the city up on the hill. And I was up there yesterday with one of the contractors. He said, you know who house that is over there? I said, whose house is that? He said, that's Goff Brooks' house.
1: I said, sure enough. God Brooks is going to have to see revival in Nashville. He said country music stars are coming to this church. And I didn't know I was buying a church land
0: up on a hill. And y'all, it's really church on the rock because we had the dynamite. It ain't going to be sitting on a real rock. The rock of Gibraltar, to bless God forever.
1: The rock that can't be shaken. The rock that can't be moved. Hallelujah. The rock that's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The rock that's still pouring out the Holy Ghost in your generation. Yeah. God's Brooks is going to have to watch the fire of God. And I believe it's a place like Moses saw that's going to make people come.
0: Because he didn't already said they coming. I keep saying it. Why? Because it came from heaven. Why do we want the Holy Ghost? Because it came from heaven. Why you want to be on fire? Because it's a fire that came from heaven. Why do you want to pray in tongues? Because it came from heaven. Why do you
1: want to praise God? Because it goes up to heaven. Hallelujah! If it came from heaven... And if it's going to heaven, then I
0: want it. Somebody shout, I want it. Let me sit right here. We're going to lay hands on you in just a minute. Because this is what you're going to get. And the last days on my days.
1: Amen. Oh, the best is going to be last. They said they saved the best wine for the last days. Oh, we're
0: here for the last days. Look what it said right here. And put your spirit on all flesh. That means ain't nobody gonna get missed tonight. This is that. And this that and that is for all flesh. Amen. You can get the Holy Ghost on another level. And your sons and your daughters. That's why you got to be a good son and a daughter. Shall prophesy. So prophesy. I was telling Pastor Cynthia today, I said, Cynthia, I, 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 just, just the way God used me, I don't bring no notes no more. I don't bring no notes no more. Because prophecy comes on you. It just comes on you. Now, if you use notes, keep using them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You just got prophecy notes. <laughs> Amen. I went back in the building. I said, Dr. Jacobs, Jerry Rutherford just got on me. He said, I ain't never seen no preacher make all kind of notes and don't use them. So I went to him about it. I said, He said, "He said, just keep studying and let God use you the way he uses you. Don't stop studying. Just let him use you the way he uses you. Oh, glory to God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That just means mean something happened to me. That's all that means, kids. That's all that means right there. Something just happened to me. Hallelujah. That's all that means. Something just happened to me. They shall prophesy. And see visions. I saw the building full. Come on, that must be a young man. Amen. An old man shall see dreams, but I saw millions in dreams. Pastor Nash said, Millions on this congregation. And one night I saw millions. So I must be an old man too. I must be middle aged, having visions and dreams. I must be in the middle somewhere. But it came from heaven. And shall come on your servants, is what you should be to serve your handmaids. And I'll pour out my spirit. And they shall prophesy. You're going to win somebody to the Lord. They shall prophesy. Somebody say, They shall prophesy. You're going to win somebody to the Lord. And you preachers are going to start preaching. On a whole nother level. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to heaven a whole nother level. You come here tonight. Oh, glory to God. Oh, it's not by might, but by the spirit of God. Now pray in the Holy Ghost. And then pray some more. And then pray in the Holy Ghost. And then pray some more. And then pray in the Holy Ghost. And then pray some more.
1: And then I'm going to fill you up. And turn you loose. And it's going to be fire. Fire.
0: Hallelujah. <laughs> Brother Cook, come here. You got something going to happen to you. You made me scream a minute ago. <laughs> You're the one made me scream a minute ago. God is going to do something to you. Oh, glory to God. I know it's going to be an increase involved. You've been so faithful. You've been so faithful. I remember the day you come to Church on the Rock. (laughs) (laughs) I was preaching at the Word Explosion. You got exploded. You're going to get exploded again. Hallelujah. When I see you, I know I'm going to have musicians at Church on the Rock. I know I'm going to have them because of you. They said, you know who just got saved today? That man is the, the best of one of the greatest drummers in Louisville. I said, sure enough. Boy, I see him back behind that cage. Boy, I just get so excited every time I see him. Because I sold into another man's ministry. Oh, see, I I just got some stuff, y'all. When you got some stuff, you just got some stuff. Increase. Oh, a lot of money. That's what he told me to say. A lot of money.
1: Then he said, say a whole lot of money. It's coming your way. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it! By the Holy Ghost. Oh, not by might, but by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can take you somewhere that you ain't never been before, cause you to get increased you ain't never got before. Ah! He's moving in here tonight, cause we in revival. And if you want something, you better get up here. Somebody shout.